Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric, the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes, I know I've been tanking on the TikTok videos. I'm going to try to get one done today, but big announcement to make. I am going to be putting out a fantasy football draft guide this year. Uh, This is something I've never done before. Something I decided during the quarantine I was going to do. I've been working on it. It'll kind of give you a glimpse how what I look at, the stuff I think about, all the spreadsheets I look at. I will have offensive line rankings, coaches breakdowns, schedule breakdowns. I will have my rankings with notes. And my rankings, they're going to be way off. This is what I think, case in point, I have Joe Mixon higher than a lot of people. And I think Joe Mixon's going to be good. Put some comments why. And as always, you know, if you guys have questions about shit, my DMs are always open. So that's pretty exciting. You know, I'm working on that. And that takes a lot of time. And I'm not going to be one that rushes and puts it out right now on June 6th when I'm recording this. Just because... I do take this fantasy stuff seriously. How I make my money and provide for myself and my family is the fantasy sports and the sports betting. So I got to make sure I put in the effort to give, to make money for myself and to give you guys the right information, the same information I'm looking at. So my goal is the end of July for that to be gone. That's my goal. I'm working on it right now. So that's why I haven't been able to do a TikTok video. I'm looking forward to that. I'll try, like I said, I'll try to make a TikTok video today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. It just kind of depends how everything plays out. We got a nice little day of sports today on Saturday. We got a truck race. I already posted my plays for that. We have an Xfinity race. I posted my plays for that. And we have a nice little UFC 250 card, which I'll get into my plays later, as I always do on a UFC Saturday. I believe I have eight plays, which is insanely deep. I am plus 14.33 units. There's a link to my spreadsheet on ETOF21 Sports. And I mentioned this before. You have these guys that are posting plays, but they don't have spreadsheets. Why not? If people are posting plays, I really believe they should have spreadsheets so you can see their work. I've never been one to hide my work. There's some sports I'm good at, some sports I suck at. Example, German soccer, I'm fucking awful at, and I stopped doing. Why would I keep doing something? If I'm bad at it, I'm losing money and not providing money for myself to win and for my clients to win. That makes zero sense. And these people that don't provide spreadsheets, you got to kind of wonder, why aren't they? What are they trying to hide? And then also another thing in terms of the USC, UF, excuse me, UFC card tonight, I had some people ask me about parlays. Now, the normal parlay when you're playing minus 110 odds is about 2.6 to 1. So I kind of use that as the benchmark on parlays. So I see some guys posting plays, and they're doing stuff where they need three plays, and they're to hit and they're getting two to one that's not the way I like to bet and when I do a parlay yeah there may be times in football where I do a spread 
with three teams at minus 110 odds or better, sometimes, you know, minus 105, whatever, or I'll do two money line parlays. So tonight for the UFC, yeah, I mean, I may throw some parlays together for myself, and I may not, but the cheapest play I have going tonight is plus 155. So I'm going to be getting, if I do do a parlay, probably three to one or higher on it. So that's how I look at stuff. I don't want to have four, three, four bets hit and then get less than the 2.6 to one that I normally get if there's minus 110 odds. That's just my personal preference when I come to betting. I mean, I know a lot of guys who I respect their work. I respect what they're doing and they like to do stuff for them. But that's just their style. That's not my style. So if you guys are looking for me to give out stuff that where it's too heavy money line favorites parlays, that's just not the way I do stuff and not my style. And it's another way why excuse me, why I don't do teasers. I'm not a big NFL teaser guy. Just because you need all that stuff to happen and you get less odds in a normal parlay, that just doesn't make sense to me why you would want to do that. But like I said, hey, everyone's got their way of playing, their way of doing stuff, their way of trying to make money for themselves and their clients, and it's their personal preference. My personal preference is just not to do stuff with the way my brain is wired. Speaking of the way my brain is wired, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And what happened in Minnesota was awful and terrible. And those cops should be in jail, and they should have everything thrown at them. And we totally have to redo our cop system with the way we're hiring cops and whatnot because obviously there is an issue with what's going on in the world and the one thing that this has reminded me is that it's a quote my dad used to say my dad used to say this quote leaders lead that's what he would say leaders lead that was his big quote and he would be like you'd be a silent leader vocal leader, you know, whatever, but leaders lead. And, you know, I learned a lot of lessons from my dad and I credit my dad with a lot of stuff in my life, like why I was able like to come out ahead in this COVID-19 stuff because he taught me at a young age, one step in front of another, don't whine. And his main thing was I didn't fight in war in Vietnam for you to whine. Put on your big boy pants and figure it out. And that was kind of my motto throughout life after he told me that at a young age. And his thing that he would tell me is like, leaders lead. You're to be vocal, you'd be silent. But in times of crisis, you see how good of a leader is. And that's all I'm going to say. We have leadership in this world, and, you know, it's up to you who you want to vote for. But leaders lead, and like The Rock said, where is our leader right now? That's all I'm going to say on that. I don't want to get too political, but... You guys know I like to voice my opinions on stuff. And speaking of opinions, and it's like this in the sports betting world, also in the sports world and pretty much every world, I look at it like people can't have an opinion. And if you disagree with my opinion, hey, that's fine. I don't care. But you respect my opinion. But kind of like, like I found out last week with Sam Darnold, you have so many people that they're like, you can have an opinion if you agree with my opinion. Well, then why the hell would I want to be? What? That's not even what the word opinion means. So that's another thing that's coming out in this when this thing's going on is a lot of people say, oh, you can have your opinion. 
only if it agrees with my opinion, which is the most idiotic statement in the world. But you're seeing that a lot of people think that way. Me on the opposite hand, hey, you know, you can totally disagree with me. You can disagree on my Darnold thoughts. That's fine. That's your opinion. And we can, or Tua, that's fine. I have a lot of people I respect that think Tua is going to be good. I think he's going to be bad. But we have two separate opinions, and we can have an intellectual conversation about it and talk back and forth. And But we don't have to agree with each other, but we respect each other's opinions. And that's what we need going on right now in this world. We need to hear what people have to say, respect it, and we need to make some changes because we have some serious problems in America right now that we need to be addressed, but we need a leader to do that. So I don't want to dive in to stuff. I'm going to try to distract you guys as much as I can. I'm going to dive in my UFC plays. Like I said, right now, UFC plus 14.33 units. All my spreadsheets with all my plays from the end of, from the beginning of the year can be found on at etof21sports.com. So let's dive into the UFC card for tonight. UFC 250. First play is Perez plus 180 by decision. Risking one unit to win 1.8 units. I found this play at good old five dimes. Formiga is on the wrong side of 35. And what last week showed us in the Woodley fight is that Father Time is undefeated. I look at this fight, I give the stand-up edge to Perez, but Perez doesn't have the power to finish in my eyes. Perez will keep busy in the stand-up game, and if taken to the ground, he will be able to handle his own. So I looked for Perez to be able to grind out a decision, and I'll lock in that plus 180. Everyone gives me shit for my inability to pronounce names, so while going through this, you guys are going to have to excuse me if I just slaughter names. The next play, play two on the card, is Mere Sharked plus 317 plus decision. When I was looking at film of the fighters, I think both of them are good defensive grapplers, but I give the advantage technically in every other aspect of the fight game to Mearshart. Mearshart will be able to use his jab, he'll be able to control the center of the ring because of that, and if taken to the ground, I give him the wrestling advantage. But because of the defensive grappling of Heinjert, I just don't think he'll be able to finish him on the ground and in terms of the boxing game, I don't think he'll be able to knock him out because Heinrich's chin is pretty good. But I think he'll do enough to control the center of the ring, and if it's taken to the ground, I give him the clear advantage. I think he's just going to grind his way to a victory. I'll play the plus 317 plus decision all day, risking one unit to win 3.17 use. The next fight is Bruce Leroy, a.k.a. Alex Serreras, plus 185, risking 1.81U to win 1.85U. Again, this line was found on the old trusty five dimes. I don't trust Hopper's stand-up game or his mat skills at all. I'm not going to lie. Uh, to finish Alex, I expect Alex to keep his distance, using his jab to keep the separation, and not allowing Hopper to get this to the mat. Plus, Alex is a huge athleticism advantage, which will be big in this fight. Alex will use that athleticism to keep the fight standing, get more strikes, stay off the mat, and be able to get the victory. I think he's going to use his experience here, and I believe he's actually going to 
stick to the game plan to get the victory. I'll take that plus 185 all day, risking one unit to win back 1.85 units. Next fight is O'Malley plus 260 by decision. I actually found this line on Heritage. Big step up here for O'Malley in terms of competition. This is going to be the best striker that he's ever faced. O'Malley moves great, and Wyland doesn't move so great. So he's going to have issues chasing him down. O'Malley's footwork be able to keep Wyland at bay because of that. O'Malley will be able to use the volume of punches thrown to win the fight. I mean, he's going to keep distance. He's going to keep moving around. He's going to keep the spacing. He's not going to allow Wineland to close distance because he's going to be fearful of one of those power punches. So he's just going to use his footwork to dance his way to a victory. I'll play that plus 260 by decision all day, risking one unit to win 2.6 units. The next play is Neil Magny, plus 155, risking one unit to win 1.55 units. Again, that play you can find on five dimes. Magny lost this last fight. He looked great. He looked much improved. Jab looked a lot better. And he's going to be able to use that jab because of his length to control the center of the fight. Excuse me, the center of the cage. Plus, you factor in Martin's history against clinch fighters. This is a no-brainer to me. Magny's going to be able to control the ring, get win in the clinch. He No-brainer. Magni by decision plus 155, risking one unit to win 1.55 units. The next fight is Sterling plus 165 by decision. That's risking one unit to win 1.65 units. Sterling has the big wrestling advantage, and he's improved his stand-up game grading greatly. And he also has good cardio. Sterling has a good understanding of pace. And I think he's going to push forward, thus pushing Sangren against the cage, where Sterling is really great in grappling against the cage. I believe Sterling, since he has such a great grappling advantage, he's going to be able to basically just grapple his way to a victory, and him controlling the grappling aspect of it will allow him to win the fight in the judges' eyes. So Sterling plus 165 by decision, risking one unit to win 1.65 units. The next fight is Rafael as Una Carl plus 130. I just slaughtered that name. I know I did. My fault. Yes, I know he struggles with speed, but Cody doesn't have much variety, thus no guessing is required for Rafael to see where the uh, strike is going to be coming from. I expect Rafael, he's going to be able to weather the early storm in the first round, then control the later rounds and be able to finish Cody. End of the day, you know, I just don't trust Cody, and I'll definitely take the more skillful fighter in my eyes at plus, mo plus money. So Rafael plus 130, line was on five dimes, risking one unit to win 1.3 units. And the last fight on the card, we are going Nunez by decision plus 290, risking one unit to win 2.9 units. Spencer, she is a skilled fighter, tough, has a good chin, and I really don't think Nunez will be able to finish her. I think Spencer will be able to slow down the attack, weather the storm a little bit, but Nunez, like, she has advantage in everything else. And at the end of the day, I just don't think she'll be able to finish her. I see her as a front runner, being able to get that early lead and just 
get that victory. I just, I don't see a, her finishing her. And I just, I see the value on the plus 290 by decision. So I'm definitely going to take it, risking one unit to win 2.9 units. So there you have it for the UFC plays for tonight for UFC 250. We're AD. So looking forward to keep cashing those tickets again. My year to date on UFC is plus 14.33 units. My spreadsheet detailed can be found on ETOF21 Sports. And for as much shit as I give Dana White, you know, I'll give Dana White credit. You know, he's putting out these UFC cards on a Saturday night, and he's giving us sports fans, us gamblers, something to invest in, something to watch, which is really good, and I'm I'm happy for it. So for as much shit as I give you, Dana, I'll, I'll give you props on this, my man. So last week we talked about baseball a little bit and how I feel MLB could really be in danger and how it could be the end of the sport, how they're handling this coronavirus situation. And it came out today that the uh, owners are focused on having a 48-game season. A 48-game season for Major League Baseball. Just let that sit in. I mean, NHL, NBA, they're all coming out with ways. And there's one voice leading the way. And MLB, it's a complete shit show. And it just shows you that to be ahead in this world, you have to involve. You have to keep learning and adjusting the way you do stuff. And baseball is just an old sport stuck in its old ways. And unfortunately, they don't see that. And unfortunately, it's going to be the downfall. And you look at their commissioner. Their commissioner is a joke. The way he's handled stuff in the past has been comical. And I know Roger Goodell gets a lot of shit, but the way he's handled stuff, I'll give him credit. I think he's better than baseball. The way Silver's handled stuff, gets stuff done. The way Batman's handled stuff, he gets stuff done. And then you look at baseball, just stuck in its ways and shooting itself in the foot. And it's had an opportunity to, to improve its popularity. I mean, look at what UFC is doing. Look at what NASCAR is doing. Look at what German soccer is doing. They're improving their popularity. You look at KBO. KBO improving their popularity. Now you look at MLB. What is MLB doing? MLB is shooting itself in the foot. And unfortunately, it's going to be over. And the old guys don't see that. And as much as I'm a player type guy, these multimillionaires that own these teams, they'll just get another business. These players, if they don't have baseball, what's going to happen? What are they going to do? Are they going to form their own league? Can you imagine that if all the MLB players form their own league? I mean, MLB is really up against it, and they need to get in a room, lock the door for how many hours it takes, and hammer shit out. Because if they don't get on the field soon, like I said last week, it's dead. How they're not going to be starting July 4th, on the 4th of July, America's holiday, for quote-unquote America's pastime, is embarrassing. And talks about, like I talked about leadership earlier, the lack of leadership in Major League Baseball. It's bad. And because they don't have any lack of leadership, their sport, as we know it, America's pastime growing up, for us, it's over. We're watching a dead sport. Last week I talked about 
you know, dealing with haters and everything like that. And that's fine. I have thick skin. I mean, I've been through a lot in life and I just always find it comical how many haters there are on social media and how everyone's like a bigger guy. But, you know, the text messages or sorry, excuse me, the direct messages, the DMs, like, you know, telling me you like the stuff, you know, thanks a lot, guys. That means a lot. And, you know, if you guys want to come on here, talk sports betting or talk a sport, you know, let me know. I mean, we've had plenty of people on in the past and, you know, I'm looking for people to come on and, you know, I'll probably have one person on and we'll do a little divisional preview. So I'm, you know, I'm going to start sending some messages out to people. If you guys are interested in coming on, you know, just shoot me a DM and we'll figure it out, figure out a time and we'll get a recording on and we'll, we'll put it out there. Before I leave, I do want to, you know, say something though. Uh, just be safe out there. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Just the other day in Buffalo, you saw those cops shove down a 75-year-old guy. I can't even watch the video. I think of my dad because my dad, you know, he's a stern guy. He'd stand up to shit if he saw injustice being done. And I think about these cops, like, shoving that old guy down. And then you, the cops, like, what, they walked out because supporting their coworkers. You shoved a 75-year-old man. You ain't shit, dude. Any of those Buffalo cops, you ain't shit. You shoved a 75-year-old man. That ain't shit. But I guess my point is to this little rant I'm going on is just be safe. There are people that are on edge crazy right now. So just be safe. And, you know, I'm just keeping my head down and not saying shit to anyone and you know, just trying to avoid conflict because there are some crazy guys out there. I mean, just the other day in the suburb I live in, this dude just started waving a gun at people. Like, what the fuck? There are crazy motherfuckers out there. So let's just be safe and, you know, just keep our head down and hopefully, you know, we can get a leader in this country who will get us through this difficult time. But... Stay safe. You know, let's hopefully we can cash some tickets and horse racing today. All those plays are posted on etoff 21 sports underscore horse underscore racing. Hopefully we can get some trucks, Xfinity, and get some UFC plays home. We'll have NASCAR on Sunday. So good luck to everyone. Stay safe, and I will talk to you guys on Monday.